재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 On Saturday we take a little while to deconstruct Korean society and culture to the best of our ability through the eyes of mass media in particular through movies and to accomplish that we invite filmmaker and film commentator Won Sook Chin into the studio Hi Won Sook Hello, good morning Nice to see you again Well, it's always good to be back All right. So, um, one of my favorite topics this week, uh, we're talking about reality movies. Documentaries. Documentaries. (laughs) Yes. Movies about real things. No actors involved, or Mm, seldom are actors involved. No, no, no. No reenactments. Well, I mean, sometimes you do have reenactments, but Mm. uh, mostly it's uh, the real life people. Yep. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's it's also one of my favorite uh, genres. Do do you have any uh, favorite documentaries? Do you enjoy them? Yeah, I love documentaries. Much, I have a much longer list of wanna see documentaries than I do of uh, wanna see feature films or narrative really? films. Yeah. Okay. What, what's your like? Uh, what are your favorite documentaries? Um, you can name a few. Recently, in say the past few years, did you see Thirteenth? Yes, uh, that's yes. Thirteenth. Uh, it's mm-hmm. about the thirteenth. Well, loosely, it's about the Thirteenth Amendment to the uh, U.S. Constitution, which prohibited slavery. But there were all of these other laws and things and inequality between the races in the United States. It's mm-hmm. an extremely well done, stylishly done film that links all of those sort of Jim Crow laws and unfair housing practices to the rhetoric of the current president of the United States and draws this timeline of racial bias and inequality. It's done really, really well. Yes, I, I saw the film. I loved it. And of course, I learned a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, there were uh, obviously uh, uh, many things I didn't know about in the uh, before. A uh, documentary is, is really hard. I mean, from the, the producer side, isn't it? Because, I mean, people think you just whack together a lot of footage and you tell sort of a story. But you have to have an arc, a story arc. You have to have a point of view. You have to get something across. I've uh, I've made a documentary in the past. Oh yeah, uh, yes, I made a feature length documentary, um, and um, I was following an, an, a dot com company. Oh yeah, um, and uh, so we were just filming it uh, as uh, you know. I wanted to know what what goes on uh, behind the you know like at this dot uh, com, and then I ended up witnessing the sort of the rise and fall of uh, internet boom. Uh, wow. Back in the uh, early 2000s. Uh, so we ended up with like hundreds of uh, uh, hours of footage. And we had to basically, you know, from that footage, you had to create a narrative. That's you right. Know? So it's really hard work. It, it took about a year uh, for us to edit the film. Go ahead. Plug yeah. it one. So what's the name of the documentary? <laughs> it's called E-Dreams. Uh, E-Dreams. Yes. Uh, I'm writing that down. I want to see that movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it in the sort of uh, in, in the U.S. that you did it's, it? Or? Yes. We did it in the U.S. We followed a company called the Cosmo.com. I remember that company. Yes. That was supposed to be the big game changer. Changer. Yes, it was founded by two Korean American entrepreneurs, and uh, they raised two hundred eighty million dollars of you know smart money. Big backers. Yes, and they were about a month away from uh, IPO. Yeah, uh, and then the market crashed. What a cool company to have followed around in terms of being a meter stick for the boom and bust mm-hmm. of the internet age. Wow. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, someone else's documentary today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a commercial for one suck. We're talking about documentaries in general. I think we should stress you know you you kind of educated me recently on this term um you know there's the documentaries that you might watch on cable tv but then when when we say theatrical documentaries we're talking about things like 13th 
13th, something that's a bigger, bolder, more cinematic thing. And it's actually meant to be seen in a theater, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, some documentaries could be like, you know, like seven hours long. You know, sometimes you need that time to tell a story. But, um, you know, uh, some documentaries are... We, what we call a feature length, yes, like under two hours, yes, uh, and then you watch them in the movie theater, and um, you know it's not just like oh it's a TV program. You actually go to a theater, and for two hours you 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 are transported into that world, yes. Uh, so the documentary that I want to talk about, there's actually a Korean documentary that uh, has been a hit. There's uh, been a couple. I mean, Korean documentary becoming really taking off is a relatively new phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, recently, a documentary opened in theaters, and it's been playing for six weeks, and it's still performing uh, very strong. And the film is called Our President, and it's already the third most successful documentary of all time, uh-huh. uh, box office-wise. And uh, it has over uh, 1.8 million viewers. Uh, that's a huge number for a documentary. That's that's a big, big number. It is a big number, and uh, you know, uh, with a documentary, uh, it usually uh, you know uh, its success uh, you know relies on a word of mouth yeah. uh, rather than marketing. And uh, this documentary has a very popular subject matter, oh. and that is the former president, uh, the late No Mu Hyun. That's what I was wondering about. So the, our president is an English title. The Korean title is No Mu Hyun Imida or something like that. Uh, right? Yes, uh, I am No Mu Hyun. You know, that's the Korean, uh, the actual Korean title. Yeah. And but this isn't uh, your typical biography of uh, you know uh, of a, 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 like a famous person. Obviously, uh, you know, Mr. No Mu Hyun uh, was a very controversial but also very popular figure. And the film uh, focused on the dramatic process of the primary of the millennial, millennium, excuse me, uh, millennium, millennium uh, Democratic Party uh, in 2002 uh-huh. uh, when uh, he uh, wanted all to become the, pres- uh, the presidential candidate. And then, of course, he became the 16th president of uh, Republic of Korea. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, there's some documentaries about uh, uh, campaigns. Uh, War Room is one of them. Right. Uh, but a lot of these documentaries usually deal with the most recent uh, campaigns or elections uh, as they unfold. We, yeah, and it's more of like a horse race about the election itself. That's No uh-huh. Hyun, I mean, I haven't seen this. Have you seen it? Uh, yes, I, I saw yeah. the film. No Hyun, what an unlikely life, you know? <laughs> uh, yes. A, 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 obviously a tragic end, so there's so much drama baked into his, his life. Mm-hmm. But he was unlikely to achieve the things he did, to rise the way he did. Um, I, I'm very eager to see it. Yeah, uh, so, so I mean, you know, Mr. No Hyun was definitely the unlikely candidate to win it all. Mm. Um, uh, you know, prior to the... Uh, I actually learned uh, quite a few things you know, from this movie. Um, he lost more than one in elections uh, prior to this. Uh, he lost twice for National Assembly's uh, seat. Yeah. And he lost in the mayoral election in Busan. So, in other words, you know, in a conventional sense, you know, he wasn't qualified to run for president. But then, you know, he was never a conventional uh, figure. And, and he basically he bootstrapped himself into a law career, didn't he? Yes. To understand, like, you know, okay, most people who are not familiar with his background, you know, other than he was a president at one point, never went to college. Yeah. Um, you know, because he was too poor. And he barely finished high school. 
and he finished it at the age of 21. And then he studied hard for the national bar exam, and um, he passed it at the age of 30. And then, you know, after eight months as a judge, you know, he became a, a lawyer uh, specialized in taxation uh, and was a well-known tax attorney in Busan until, um, you know, he took on a case uh, for human rights issues. And, and uh, as a result of that, you know, he became a well-known human rights lawyer. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, he became an activist. Uh, and that transformation is well documented in a fictional film called uh, The Attorney. Ah, you remember the attorney? That no, yeah. I haven't heard. So, so that's it's actually No Mu Hyun fictionalized in that movie. Yes, uh, and a play by Song Gang Ho, and okay. it was a huge hit in Korea when it came out in 2013. It's worth checking out. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, Mr. No Mu Hyun, you know, certainly lived a very dramatic life, and uh, after the case, you know, uh, the human rights case I was telling you about, uh, sure. you know, he began li- his life as a politician, but, uh, you know, he was, again, you know, as, as a politician, he was uh, very different from others. Mm. Um, you know, he was always an outsider, and as an outsider, you know, he uh, seemed to care about those who were marginalized and who were unjustly uh, treated. Yeah. Uh, and he was very candid and honest, uh, you know, which is very unusual for politician. Yeah. Far more down to earth, right? We we sometimes talk about the imperial presidency in South Korea. And a lot of times when you see the current president, uh, Moon Jae-in, doing stuff like uh, walking around with no tie and walking with his coffee cup and his... his uh, that's kind of echoes of No Mu-hyun, the kind of down to earth style, accessibility mm-hmm. that he tried to put out there. And and two of them uh, used to be uh, colleagues and of course, friends. Of course. So, yeah. And so this unusual style of, of, of uh, No Mu-hyun... Uh, you know, made him a very popular figure among the citizens. And then uh, he even got himself a fan club. <laughs> I remember uh, that. Yes, I uh, called uh, No Samo, uh, short for No uh, Muyeonul Saranganen Saramdere Moim, which means uh, the gathering of the people who love No uh, Muyeon. And so in the film, we get to see how instrumental, instrumental they were uh, in getting elected. Sure. Uh, because they were very um, uh, aggressive and they were like, you know, uh, online. They were talking about strategies together. And, you know, like it's an open secret in Korea that most politicians here, uh, they hire people to attend the rallies. Right. Uh, that's not the case with No Mu Hyun. Uh, you know, he had thousands, if not tens of thousands of volunteers, you know, attending the rallies and, uh, and they were really, really helping him, uh, you know, getting more visible. Yeah. And, uh, even after his presidency was complete, you know, when he kind of went into Krinong mode and went back to, to farm, uh, people would come to his residence as almost like a, a, a tourist attraction and hope that he would step out and wave and stuff. So the, the, the fandom didn't end after the presidency. And of mm-hmm. course, his life took a tragic turn. Yes. So, um, you know, for those of you who do not know much about um, what happened, you know, he uh, ended his own life, mm. uh, uh, you know, eight years ago mm. uh, amidst some scandal, uh, you know, uh, involving his family. Yeah. And that's a really tragic end to this very popular popular figure. Yeah. yeah. That was an unbelievably sad day in Kwangwa Moon when that procession was going through. 
Uh, I remember covering it. I was uh, doing news journalism at the time. Uh-huh. And then in, in the film, uh, you know, we also see uh, some footage of uh, people attending Wake uh, or like paying tribute to him in Bongha, you know, yeah. the town where he's from. And, and then it was like a pouring, raining hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people didn't like the... The old people and the the in you know, handicapped people, you know, mm-hmm. they uh, didn't mind, you know, standing in the rain, you know, yeah. uh, and it was really moving, moving uh, moment. Uh, I got to get my hands on this film. I think that uh, just whether you are particularly vested in the twists and turns of Korean politics or not, the human story here is just uh, got to be so interesting to watch unfold. And from what I hear, uh, it's it's been done quite skillfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, so that's one of the two Korean documentaries making a splash. There's another one that we can talk about. So uh, um, I mentioned earlier that this was the third most uh, popular documentary of all time uh, in Korean uh, film history. Yeah. And so let's talk about the, the most popular Korean documentary. Uh, and that movie uh, uh, is My Love, Don't Cross That River. The Korean title? Nima ku kangul konnojimao. Okay. I think that was the. Was uh, it? Yeah. So that's a pretty direct translation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this film came out in 2013. And it follows um, elder, elderly married couple, uh, Cho Byungman and Kang Keyol, uh, until the last moments of their 76 year marriage. Wow. Yeah. Not 76 years alive. 76 no, no, they years were, they married. Were, they were in their 90s, uh, you know, when this film was filmed. Can you imagine? Yeah. So the filmmaker filmed them in their sort of mountain uh, village in Gangwon province uh, for 15 months. And uh, really like, you know, the filmmaker I heard that, uh, you know, watched, uh, learned about them uh, through some TV program. Mm. You know, they were featured in some TV program. So they just, he just went over there and said he got the permission to film them because he felt uh, they were very fascinating people. Couple of so he filmed them and uh, it's a, I didn't, um, unfortunately I didn't. Uh, see the film? Yeah, when I haven't it came seen out. it yet. Either, yeah, but I've heard countless things about it. You know, because I heard that like it was it, you going it was a tearjerker. You people are crying, you know, and and I just didn't want to cry at the time, you know. So <laughs> so I said, um, you know, I I just like I'll wait, I'll wait until I'm in a mood to cry, but then yeah. uh, kind of forget about it. But uh, now that. Uh, we're talking about it. I, I want to uh, check it out myself. It's tough going into one of these movies that you know is going to get you right in the heart. You know, if you're, you know, manly, macho guys like you and me, so we tend to watch these movies alone, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be seen reaching for my uh, my, my hankies. Nothing. I don't mind crying. It's just that at the, at the point, I don't know. Um, anyhow, the film um, really resonated with the Korean audience and uh, it had uh, uh, over 4.8 million admissions. And that translates to uh, approximately 38 U.S. million dollars yeah. at box office. And that's a huge, that's huge, a huge number. portion of the yes. film and, going. And of course, you know, the movie uh, uh, became popular through just word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, if uh, the movie budget, uh, the production budget was merely uh, $110,000. So that's, that's amazingly uh, cheap for almost any film. Definitely the most profitable film of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Just to put a cap on all this, those are two sort of breakaway successes. But overall, it's a sluggish market for documentaries here in Korea, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, these these successes are far in uh, between. And, and, and uh, you know, the market for documentaries isn't very strong. 
you know, the same goes for like independent films. You know, because if you go to uh, multiplexes, uh, you know, they usually play typical Hollywood blockbusters and Korean commercial, uh, you know, mainstream movies. So most of these small films, um, you know, have little screen time. And then, of course, in the sort of the ancillary market, yeah. uh, the IPTV or VOD market, uh, you know, the rich get richer. Yeah, well, uh, it could get bigger. I mean, these platforms could help expand things. Our president and my love, Don't Cross That River, two great Korean documentaries to check out from recent years. One Sok, another great edition of Korea on screen. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. And we're back in just a moment with Planet Korea and a trip to Yongma Land.